Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 54. Today, we are talking with the men's winner of the Wasatch 100 this year, 2016, Mr. Trevor Fuchs. So, if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to another episode of the Trail Manners podcast from Studio 78 in a little rainstorm. A little one. Yeah, it's cooled off since yesterday and last night. We had a small tornado. Yes, we did. Touchdown, which is rare for Utah. It is. Period. I got to miss that. I was at work. So. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad I I'm glad it missed me, I guess, from where I live. But yeah, we're we're here at twenty second Street Trailhead, right at the base of Mainlands here. It's beautiful outside, even though it's raining. Smells good. Seasons are changing. Yep. And we're starting show fifty four. Is it fifty four? Fifty four. Dang. Right. And uh super psyched with our guest. First time we've got a chance to meet him. Yeah. Uh it's Trevor Fuchs, right? Nailed it. Nailed it. Dang it. We've been working First on that. Try, I know, for the last five minutes. <laughs> for <practicing>. sure. <laughs> and I've been all over the board. But it's German for Fox, so yeah. we're going to talk him into making that legal change here pretty quick. Or at least <laughs> an so. ultra sign-up change. Oh, yeah. Right? I think yeah. we can get a GoFundMe thing set up <laughs> you know, to kind of get some funds going for that. Because yeah. it's kind of pricey to is, change that last name. Is yeah. it expensive? It is. Yeah. I, maybe. I don't Joel's know. like, I don't know. yeah, man, I've done it five times. Yeah, right? <laughs> Witness protection. I know. Since the summer of 93, I've had to do it several <laughs> times. Trust me. <laughs> All those warrants. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so so quick little, before we get into the show, I mean, we're going to start and, and talk about them a little bit, but Trevor just came off the win uh, on the men's side for the Wasatch 100. Yeah. Right? And that's so no joke. Anybody that's run that course knows anything about that course, it's serious. It's a big, nasty monster. Mm-hmm. Right? And with the changes, it didn't make it any easier out of the gate. So we'll jump into that later, but that's right. just kind of a quick intro. Um for Trevor, but you know, getting to know him a little bit, he's a semi-retired chef, right? Right. So, if, yep. yeah, if you if you pay really, really well, and you need a really good chef, you can hit Trevor. If you don't pay well or have benefits, leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. I'm, I'm going to say he's not even going to come out of retirement because that being a chef, it's hard. I don't know. It's it's kind of a passion. It is a passion, but, but man, that stress level is it's, like it's hard. Yeah. 10x all the time. Yeah, I was I was just a pastry chef for the last couple years, so oh, you know, it was a okay, that's different. I that's, got to make desserts and go home. And, yeah, that's you know. totally different. Well, we should have had you bring some with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I currently no. don't have a kitchen, unfortunately. Oh. So. Oh. so, yeah, and the cool thing is Trevor ran here. Right? He did, it's, yeah. It's a rainstorm. I get a, a message this morning. He says, uh, and, he, and I, I re- interpreted it wrong. He says, how nice is the bus? I'm going to run there. And I thought, well, it's not 
it's not heated. It's an air cooled. And he's like, no, man, I meant like, am I going to get it ruined it with mud? And I was like, oh, oh, now I got you. No, 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 no. So, hey, yeah, he, we're good. Yeah. So he ran over here in the storm. So that even gives you a whole nother level. Let's see. Let's let's get into you a little bit. You're born. You're born in Boulder or Correct. raised in Boulder. Born okay. and raised. Yeah. Okay. Born and raised in Boulder. Um, so he still has some family there, and he migrated to Utah. Yep. Yeah. Early teens. Early teens. Early teens. Okay. So he's been in Utah, but just recently, within the last what you said, two months. Yeah. You've left Salt Lake City, and you moved to Ogden, Utah. Right. Yeah. Right. So tell us a little bit. Why did you move to Ogden? Access to trails was a big thing, you know. Was able to buy a house right up, right up against the mountain, and that was pretty appealing. Um, steady, stepping out on the deck when we were looking at houses and just, you know, looking right up at our backyard was was a huge selling point. And uh, you know, it's we just kind of fell in love with the area as we drove around. And Twenty Fifth Street's really cool. And yep. you know, <clears throat> like I said, I've I've been here when I was younger, but it's it's changed a lot, you know, and and things are. Things are a lot cooler as an adult than they they seem to be when I was a kid. You know, like a little bit more to do. There's a yeah. little, you know, a few more options and, and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I love it. Well, because we get that. We've had another guest on the show, Mike Ambrose. He moved here from like the East Coast or Boston, you know, Boston to Ogden. Kind of the same yeah. thing. Loves it. Bought a house kind of on the bench. Yep. Right. right access to trails. So I mean, it's just part of what we talk about here is Ogden, and yeah, you know, we had a show at IHC not too long ago, and it's just mm-hmm. appealing more and more to people, especially the people that love the outdoors. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot what this show is about. It's not just about trail running and, and racing and everything else, but it's that outdoor lifestyle. Right. You know, and I think all of us can sit right now and say, yeah, that's kind of what we're into. That's yeah. why I moved here. Yeah. That's why yeah. I'm here still. Uh, yeah. I moved here <laughs> because of the access to the trails. Yeah. And the ski resorts. And you're close to a big airport. Yep. You're 40 minutes yeah. away. If that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if you so. need to get a little bit of culture, you can go downtown Salt Lake in 30 minutes. Yeah, or yeah, hang out with me and Joel. You get good culture too, though. Yeah, that's right. We got <laughs> we got candy in the van. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. And the pastry stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. We there got the go. full full book gamut. Yeah. You guys have an oven in here? Not yeah. yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I've>, maybe. <laughs> got one in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah. So what? How did you get into trail running? I mean, that's kind yeah. of a big step from, yeah. you know, moving from Boulder, Salt Lake, Ogden, and then what you've done this year. So we'll get into that. But how'd you get into trail running? Um. So I, I grew up in Boulder, um, huge running community there. My dad was a marathon runner. That's why he moved to Boulder oh, to train. Wow. You know? wow. Um, he was good friends with Frank Shorter, if you're familiar oh, with yeah. him. Yeah. So that guy's kind of fast. I really grew up in that sort of, um, you know, community. And, and uh, then I completely rebelled from it. <laughs> you know, oh. I had no interest in running whatsoever. Um, I did a lot when I was a kid. I was on, like, the Boulder track team and, and ran a lot of, you know, 5Ks and, and stuff. We need to go back and restock him. We totally missed all this. We information. missed all that. We right? missed all this information. You're a tough one to stalk. We're oh, good. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm not, and, and we were struggling. So I'm yeah. not super like social media. You'll get a rant out of me every once in a while, and, and that's about that's it. About, but, I didn't see um, those. Yeah. So uh, I decided to become a musician when I was a teenager. You know, and I, and you know, I I drank a lot of beer, smoked a lot of cigarettes, and stuff like that. I was not athletic at oh. all. Um, somewhere in my mid 20s, after my first daughter was born. Um, I realized that I, I sort of needed to make a lifestyle change, you know. I started putting on a little weight. I'm I'm a tiny frame guy, so he yeah. is. He's but, a um, skinny little guy. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> but uh, you know, and, and just I didn't feel very healthy, so mm. I started, you know, just doing random things like walking more and and quit smoking, obviously, um, and uh, started playing basketball and, and things like that. Um, 
shortly after that, I had a, a really good friend of mine, best friend growing up. He went to the doctor, and he was kind of in the same boat as me. He was in bands with me, you know, and we, we did, had all the same lifestyle choices or mistakes, I guess. And, um, and the doctor basically said, dude, if you don't change what you're doing, you're going to die. Like, he didn't even give a time frame. He just said, you know, you're, you, you know, life is short for you, my yeah. friend. And so he came to me and, and uh, you know, just wanted to start getting active like I was doing. And, and so we started hiking. And, you know, hiking eventually turned into hiking up hills and running down hills. Right. And then that eventually turned into running up hills and running down hills. And, yep. Um, then I just decided to start signing us both up for races because you know he ne- he needed the extra motivation. Right, you know, and he was being the good friend you are. You're yeah, like, of course. Totally so I was like, the bus. yeah, let's go, let's <laughs> go race up mountains, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Your buddy's like, what are we doing this weekend? Well, <laughs> you don't know this yet, <laughs> but and we're gonna so, do this 10k. Yeah. So no, the first one was a 5k, and uh, we did it, and you know he was we were running we were running uphill. It was at uh, Snow Basin actually, and. And uh, he started falling behind, and I just felt really good. And I went for it, and I ended up winning it. And I was like, oh, so, God, I hate you know, when that happens. Yeah, me uh, too. I'm, I'm kind of okay at this. So <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, you know. How I, long ago was that again? Uh, so that was probably seven years ago. Okay. Wow. Seven years ago. So, um, yeah. And so I just, I, I kind of just went from there. And, and it was pretty slow. You know, I, I mostly just ran for fun. I did a couple races here and there, but um, had a young daughter, and I was I was married at the time. And, um you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm weirdly competitive. Like I'm not competitive, but sometimes if I'm training for a race, I just over push it, you know, I push it way too hard. And I did that a lot when I was younger, made a lot of mistakes and I got injured a lot. So I didn't do a whole lot of races or anything. And, um, in fact, I didn't really like races. I didn't like the, the competitive spirit and feeling like I had to be the best or, you know, I wasn't really into that. So, um, I just ran for fun. And then, um, you know, mostly trails, I'd get up and I'd run in the mountains and it was just a good escape for me. And, uh, then I went through a divorce and, and that was really hard for me and running was my escape. So I would spend, you know, seven or eight hours at a time just running, you oh know, my and goodness. I would just get lost up there and just right. get lost in myself and my thoughts and everything. And, um, one, one day, I think it was, uh, it was probably in December, late December, I, you know, I'd, I'd heard of Wasatch 100 and things like that. And I've always thought, man, these, these people are nuts. Why would anybody do that? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then one day I was running in middle of winter up in the snow. And then I, uh, I realized that I'd been running for almost 10 hours, you know, and covered probably like 50 miles, you know, I, I don't remember exactly. And, uh, and I, I was up there and I was just thinking, huh, maybe, maybe I'll look into the Wasatch, you know? And right. I went home that day and, uh, went to sign up and, uh, it was just weird, sort of serendipitous, like the deadline was the next day or something. So I guess it was early January. <laughs> wow. So I was like, cool. So I just put my name in and I right. got in. And uh, wow. So from there, it's been so was that been ultras. Was that this year? This that last was, no, that was 2014. 2014. So right. you got into Wasatch in 2014. Yeah. How did that go? It went good. Um, it, I was a rookie. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was pretty nervous. Um, so I, I set a goal for for doing sub twenty four. Um, <laughs> Why not as a rookie? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> well, you know, Why the hell not. I, I know my body pretty well and my pace. Yeah. I'm, and like I said, I was a, a musician, um, so I was a drummer. So I'm I'm really rhythmic. So like I know my pace really well awesome. and, and what my okay. body can do. Um, so twenty four seemed pretty realistic. Um, I probably could have done a lot faster. I made a lot of mistakes. I went out a little too conservative and got you know stuck in the conga stuck line, in the going conga. Out in the conga line, and just talking to people and. And, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I had never really like 
worried too much about I'm one of those those weird runners that just, you know, runs out my back door, takes my shirt off and wears Sanooks or whatever and runs up in the mountains and, and just <laughs> goes, enough. you know. So I hadn't thought much about like calorie intake or water or hydration or anything like that. So well, wait a minute. Did you have something to carry for hydration at least? I had a handheld. Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? Like a water bottle that you got a Maverick <laughs> like on the way like to the race? <laughs> Arrowhead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, a that's little, a Ryan Locke. A little more thing. technical than that. I had okay. a you know, 22 ounce Camelback handheld. Okay. okay. I had a, a couple gels stuffed in the little pocket. <laughs> oh, in there, there you and go. Like, yeah, You're set. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, it worked pretty well. Uh, calorie wise, I, I was pretty okay um i got pretty dehydrated on my way into lambs though and yeah, uh, that was when they were still weighing you in yeah i had lost nine pounds of water weight <laughs> oh my gosh. in the lambs so they made me sit down and chug like two, two gallons of water before they <laughs> oh, let me go great. on um, i was able to gain four or five pounds pretty quickly just drinking water though and so they yeah. let me go a pretty close to an hour later so yeah. i lost a lot of time there wow. yeah you did <clears throat> Um, and then, you know, later in the race, I lost time too. There was some marking that got kind of blown behind a tree and we ended up following headlamps up a really gnarly hill and going up like an extra mile and like 2000 feet of elevation. It was just like straight up, you know, and we're like, this can't be right. Everyone said it was all downhill from here. This is not, um, but you know, we eventually got turned around and back on trail. And right. so I finished in 23 and a half. So I met my goal and, yeah, you did. but I also, you know, knew that I could do a lot better. So, right. so I wanted to come back and, uh, didn't get in last year, but I did some pacing and some sweeping. and Right. So yeah, you got to so. know the course a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. got to know the nutrition, hydration, kind yeah, of more yeah, yeah. about being out there. Yeah. And Getting that dialed in, that always helps. So then so then you went from that, and then this year, right, you yeah. did Salt Flats. I did Salt Flats, That's yeah. the Salt Flats 100 here mm -hmm. in Utah. What drove you to do that? Um, I was just kind of looking for some early year races. I wanted to do Zion, but, um, you know, I funds were a little low at the, right. the early of the year i was doing the chef thing you know? yeah i hear you <laughs> and uh so i did i waited to the last minute to get in design and it was all full so the i ended up just picking I, that was a, such a mud fest was this it year. Yeah. yeah i i don't know i kind of like the mud but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh so i i ended up doing a 50 miler in moab and salt flats is kind of like my gotcha know, is that my behind the rocks is behind that the rocks okay yeah. yeah um shortly before both of those i ended up uh, injuring one of my knees and that just like turned into tendonitis really bad and that spread to both knees and I just had knee problems all all of through you know June probably it was it was pretty bad it wasn't debilitating I could still run but right. um, you know it just wasn't super comfortable so so what was your salt flats experience like because I mean that's totally different than running Wasatch <clears throat> It's a, it's a little more runnable. Yeah. Well, it's a little. Yeah. It's all runnable, <laughs> yeah. right? It's the whole thing is. Um, and that's part of the, the reason I wanted to do it, too, you know, is yeah. I wanted to kind of see how I could do in that environment. Right. And, uh, um, unfortunately, none of it was actually run on the salt flats because there was so much oh, rain in the few right. weeks before. There was four inches of standing water on the flats. Oh. So we got diverted on service roads just up, up by the mountains for right. the first uh, 25, 26 miles or something. So still very runnable, very easy. Um, and... You know, it was it was good. Like I I was cruising, you know, in the front for the first twenty six miles, and then that's about when my knees started hurting. Right. And um, I can deal with that, but the the knees started turning into you know me babying those, and turned into like my feet hurting, and turned into my all my you know everything hurting. So, right. um, you know, I didn't do as good as I wanted to there, but it, you know, it was still it was you good. You still experience. went under twenty hours on that. That's really good. Yes, yeah, just under twenty. It's nineteen something. Nineteen fifty-two. Um, yeah. There was there was one section in there called the mud flats. If you're familiar with that, yeah. um, and with all the rain, the the mud flats were very muddy. You would sink in about six inches and oh. come back up with twenty pounds of mud on your uh, feet. Yeah, yeah. Every step, and that was like two mm. miles of just 
trudging through that. It was gnarly. That's so. torture on the knees too, yeah, especially was, if they're tender. Torquing on those and the <laughs> hips and a yeah. little bit of everything. Yeah. So after you, you ran and you kind of got over the tent, how did your training heading into Wasatch, did it differ from before since you knew more? Did you change things up? I mean, how did, how did your training go heading into Wasatch? Um, early on, it was really just what I could fit in. You know, I was really busy this summer selling a house, buying a house, changing jobs, um, having a baby, stuff like that. So uh, it was really just what I could fit in. I, I did a lot of flat with, you know, kids in the jogging stroller. Um, but on the weekends, I would get up and I'd try to do a lot of summits, you know, you know, 10,000, 11,000 feet summits if I could. Um, whether it was slow with friends or if I incorporated it into a 30-mile run or whatever, I would just really try to get up to elevation and do a lot of climbs. Um, that was the big thing. I just did a lot more climbing this year than, than I have in the past. And, uh, yeah, I, do, I, I was pretty smart about training this year. I never really overdid it. I pushed it a couple times. It got to that point where I was super irritable and, you know, I'd catch myself like about to throw something at the wall and it's like, wait, why am I doing that? I'm not, I'm not that guy, you know? So I pushed it, but, um, I just was right on that line the whole time and, and it was, ended up being pretty perfect. You know, I felt pretty good going into Wasatch, so. So is there, because, I mean, Salt Lake, Ogden, it's all, there's a huge trail running community just yeah, all yeah. up and down the Wasatch mm -hmm. front. Was there anybody that you ever, like, picked their brain with on the course or trail running or nutrition, hydration, or is that something you kind of figured out on your own, or did how'd that work out for you? I'm, I'm kind of a lone wolf when I run, you know? I don't, I don't really run with anybody. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, occasionally I'll look at, at blogs and, and forums right. and stuff like that and see what other people do, but... When it all comes down to it, it's really what works for you, you know, and, and right. I'm, I'm different too. I'm, I'm actually vegan. So, okay. um, so my nutrition needs are a little different than others as well. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, no, I just kind of would experiment and see what worked for me. He is a lone wolf. I've never seen him out on the trails. <laughs> no, we're here like all the time. When yeah. do you run? Um, so we can stock you. I, I'm working <laughs> nights right now. So, so I run, you know, early Come on, we need specifics here. Come on. <laughs> 11? Uh, 10 or 11. Okay, that's yeah. usually when I'm not on the trails. Yeah, yeah 10, 11 in the morning? No. That was, that was also just pretty nice on that side? in the middle of the summer because um, I got the heat training in. Yeah, yeah you did. You know, so I'd go, you know, run 20 miles with no water. And, oh, my gosh. And the, the heat of the day was nice. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, starting yeah. to get thirsty. I'm glad I brought water just in <laughs> the bus. So what? give us an idea. See, being vegan and kind of, you know, like you just said, running 20 miles in heat without water. What's yeah. what's your nutrition like during yeah. a race like Wasatch? Because, I mean, the, the you, tables they've got yeah. is tough. Yeah. But, but what, it's what's not your vegan training? friendly usually. Um, eh, to an extent, some is some is pretty good. Um, right. Honestly, it's it sounds very simplistic and sort of cliche, but I just eat whatever sounds good at the time. You well, know, yeah. I'll usually pack a couple things with me that I know work for me. Like, like I always what? have Lara bars on, okay. you know, on runs. Um, and gels, cause I know they're disgusting and I hate them, but I know they work, right. you know, so they're always good in a pinch. Um, usually at aid stations, I, the first thing I always go for, for some reason is watermelon, watermelon oh, potatoes. That's, yeah, that's my right? jam, you know? Yeah. Um, if I can put it down a peanut butter sandwich, yeah. this year was hard for me. I, I, uh, I went into it sick. I don't know if I told you guys that I, no. I came down with a cold on Tuesday. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that sucked. <laughs> um, so my mouth was just really dry the entire race like oh. super super dry and any anything solid really would just stick. mash up in my yeah. mouth and stick i'd have to like try to chug water with it just to get a bite of a peanut butter sandwich down or something right. and so solid food just wasn't working for me and i was i was getting nauseous and so yeah i don't know i probably didn't eat as much as i normally would have 
Um, but yeah, just whatever sounded good at the time. Did you tie into any pierogies? No, oh my gosh, no. Those no. things are so good. Jill, yeah, we we there's a, this for whatever reason to me this year. Just yeah. I just cr- yeah. I just paced. There are pierogies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, on the course. And oh I, my gosh. It seems like it's Is a that trend. A, a Poline. Poline had. God, I think Poline that had the Poline, whole gourmet meal. Pot Hollow. <laughs> there was a bunch of places that had right those, and yeah. I know when me and Jill did Smut, Smut, they had them too. Yeah, they did. Right. Yeah. So it just seems like it's crushing them being yeah. a chef or an even now a pastry chef I everyone this year had miso soup too and that sounded Ooh. so good to me that's yeah. that good no one had it ready when i got into aid stations because oh. <laughs> you run too fast yeah. going right. too fast yeah. <laughs> right yeah. we almost have the stove set up yeah exactly <laughs> the canopy yeah. will be up in a minute <laughs> no it's funny actually a lot of the aid stations i got into they'd have to you know open a can for me or like cut up watermelon for right. me they just weren't, weren't quite ready to go so so let's yeah. let's jump into wasatch then. yeah we've kind of laid some some groundwork we'll just kind of get into first you won okay yep mm-hmm. your time 21 13 58 and we'll get back to the time in in a little bit right um because it's it's very important to the story because mm-hmm. <laughs> you wrote an awesome thing i read it <clears throat> online your little i don't know it was a blog post or, or, or yeah. how you posted it but it was on just on facebook yeah, yeah. so yeah. i read that it was awesome i mean you're a very talented writer by the way thank you um, we've had some of those on the show but we it was have. awesome um so okay going into the race you know you knew the course you kind of probably had an idea what you were going to do even though you were sick mm-hmm. you, you know being the way you are what was your goal heading into the race like, did you have a goal in mind? And then kind of what was your strategy? Did you have some type of strategy, not just with hydration, yeah. nutrition, mm-hmm. but kind of where I'm going to run, where I'm going to push, where I'm going to whatever? Yeah, totally. Um, my goal was was sub-20, um, knowing the course before in 2014 and 2015. Um, I knew I was ready to do sub-20. My body felt like I could do it. Um, the course changes, I think, made that a little more difficult. Um, but... That's kind of what I was pushing for. Um, I think most of the race I was on pace for sub-19, actually, but uh, plunge and dive was, was brutal. Um, but, yeah, so my my strategy was I, everything I'd kind of heard, um, just, you know, in circles and everything is <clears throat> don't go out too hard. You know, there's two miles on the road, and then you got four miles, 5,000 feet of gain going up bare. I had scouted Bear Canyon um, a couple weeks before I went up there, and I pushed it pretty hard, and I knew what, what I could do. Um, so my strategy was basically the exact opposite of everybody else, mm-hmm. and I was going to go out hard. Um, I I just kind of have this feeling in hundreds, you know, that, you know, 75 miles in, you're going to feel like crap no matter what you do. Like, yep. your, your body's going to want to quit. <laughs> you know, you're not going to want to do it. It doesn't matter if you're a first or a dead last, you know. That's just the way it is. It's 100 miles. It's hard. Um so, yeah, I guess my strategy was get out front and and while I had gas in the tank, use it, you know, and and use it well and smartly. So, um, the moment you know we we got going, I just was feeling good. My legs felt awesome, you know. My I was a little congested and you know right. nose was running, but uh, but otherwise I felt good. There's that that downhill right at first, and I my legs just it had no impact on my legs. Didn't wow. feel my heart rate being raised at all, so I just pushed it. Just went right. Um, you know, two miles on the road, and I didn't see anybody behind me. That's what I was gonna say. I was re- yeah. so I followed it online because I was pacing. So I'm like, I got to keep an eye on what's going on. And I heard a lot of you, and some people didn't know who you were. And like, there's dude went out way too fast. Yeah. Like, there's no one near this guy. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know if he thinks it's a hundred mile race or it's like the, the guts may just get to the top. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for the five k. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So that's what that's why I was gonna. I'm glad you brought that up. But you were kind of running. You ran, from my understanding, the whole race in front, right? 
Uh, more or less. Okay. Yeah, more or less. And you, like you just said, you ran and nobody was near you. For, and we're talking two miles. In yeah, no. I, I mean, I was probably only, uh, you know, a few hundred yards out in front of anybody um, before we turned to go up. I think it's uh, Oak Hills Drive or something before you get to the trailhead. Right. Um, and, you know, I don't know if people slowed down and, and walked up that hill. I kept running. You know, <laughs> I just kept going. Uh, I had run that whole stretch just two weeks before. So, you know, I knew what was up. And uh, just hit Bear Canyon and hit it hard, you know, and just kept going. And by the time I got to the top, I didn't see any headlamps. Right. So, and I knew from there that it was slightly downhill for about roughly 10 miles until you get to, to the Bountiful B aid station. And so I just gunned it, just went for it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there was a couple people right behind me most of the way. And I don't know if I was pushing them, pushing them a little too hard. I or think what. you were. I think yeah. they were trying to catch me. Yeah. Um, one of the guys who I think, I think was right behind me, I think he might have been a little pushed by my pace and I think it hurt him later in the race. Um, and he was actually the only person that ever passed me. Uh, he, he passed me right around the crest trail and, uh, you know, he, he just, he was, he's a funny guy. I think I barely caught his name, but I think I might've got that afterwards. I don't remember. Um, but he had no interest in talking, you know, when <laughs> I, I, I had been running for 60 miles by myself. I had a right. pacer for a minute. He ended up dropping. Wasn't, wasn't feeling awesome. So <laughs> we could keep up. Maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he was puking a little bit and, um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep but, up with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this guy caught up with me and, and, you know, I said, Hey man, how's it going? What's your name? And I, I think all I really got out of him was sort of a <laughs> grunt, grunting sort of noise. It's like, okay, cool. And, you know, I was, I was hitting my wall at that point. So he, he kind of passed me, but um, it was good good motivation to pick up my pace, so I just you know tailed him and stayed right behind him and went through an aid station, and then it was downhill going into Brighton from there, and I just right. you know I was feeling the downhill of this race, so I passed him and never saw him again. So that's about Scott's pass, right? Yeah, is that, that yeah coming right off of Scott's. Yeah. Okay, and I think he came into Brighton shortly behind me, but he just never caught back up. So I think he ended up coming in fifth or sixth. Right. Okay. Was done. So. What? Before you headed into this race, I know you had a goal time, and you know I don't know how much, you, how competitive you got to looking at names and stuff. But did you head into this race thinking not just a time, but hey, I can win this thing? I mean, is that any of your mindset at all? Yeah, Come on. <laughs> we're putting you on the spot. But <laughs> this is no, 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 it's good. Um, actually, when I was uh, when I was pacing last year, I uh, I had volunteered to sweep because I wanted to, you know. I wanted to help out. I love the race. I love the community, and uh, you know, slightly motivated by the extra ticket and lottery. Right. Um, so, uh, but then there was a, a fellow vegan coming in from Boulder, never met him before. He was looking for a pacer and I was like, you know, times might work out. I might get done sweeping and I can come pace you in the morning. And, uh, so I did that. I got done sweeping around 2 AM and then started pacing him at like 6 AM from right. Brighton or something. Um, so we got to talking, talking with him and with his wife who was crewing him and, and they asked me how I finished the year before and I told them and they were, you know, he was, he's a. 32 33 hour finisher so they were amazed by my time and they're like so if you get in next year what do you want to do and i just kind of did one of those like word vomit things and i was like <laughs> i, I want to win it <laughs> you know and so um, you're looking around you're like anybody, <laughs> anybody hear that <laughs> and then i'm like oh i shouldn't have said that you know that's that's a lot of pressure um and then since then that's just kind of happened a few times you know everyone's right. like you know how do you want to finish and it's like you know i think i think i can win it i'm trying not to say that to too many people you know sure. and i probably shouldn't have said it to you yeah um i said it to way too many people and so then i had to live up to it i guess yes you do so. and you know <laughs> the, the good thing about podcasts is that they're forever that's right <laughs> forever <laughs> they don't go away they don't go away <laughs> they're archived, so hanging out somewhere you are going to be beholden to that yeah 
from now until you're in your grave. <laughs> so on the course itself, so you're in the race, kind of know where you're at even at Brighton. Mm-hmm. Was there a point in the race where you're like, I'm going to win this thing? Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt pretty good about it the first 50 miles or so. Right. Um, I started second-guessing myself for, you know, 20 or 30 miles after that. Um, you know, because you just kind of hit that wall and, and things start falling apart. <laughs> Not really falling apart, just, you know, uh, you don't feel as good. Legs legs are tired, climbs suck, and, you know. <laughs> everything kind of sucks at that point. <laughs> everything <yeah>. kind of <laughs> sucks. Uh, but I was always pretty confident, you know. Like, um, I ended up uh, having another guy who came in second, um, and we'll we'll get into that fun part of the story, I, yep. I assume. Um, he ended up catching w- up with me and my pacer, Evan, just out of Brighton. And, uh, and, you know, we just started talking and, and running together and, and doing that thing. And, um, that, that made me a little nervous, you know, it's after not seeing anybody for the entire race pretty much and not knowing what condition other people are in and how they're feeling, you know, you kind of just have to trust your instinct and instincts and think that like other people have to be feeling as bad as I do. Right. So like if I choose to walk this hill everyone else is probably going to choose to walk this hill too. You know, it's right. You kind of make, make those decisions in your head, you know? And so, um, seeing Chris and seeing that he, he still looked pretty good on climbs, um, made me nervous. You know, I was like, uh, I think this guy's going to pass me and my, I'm just sort of watching my chances go out the window here. You know, um, he didn't have a whole lot of interest in passing me though. Surprisingly, like it seemed like he caught up more or less because he wanted to talk to somebody too. You know, I think he had interactions, um, back and forth with the, the other guy that that had passed me briefly and and he sort of had the same things to talk about <laughs> with about him you know uh, just like uh, yeah exactly <laughs> like, he had no interest in talking and and uh this was chris's first hundred you know and and uh he wasn't familiar with wasatch he he was originally um from here south weber i believe so okay. so he's sort of a local boy too um and uh but he had never run any parts of the course and you know we're coming into the night section and he was really nervous you know never run 100 didn't want to get lost didn't have any pacers that's what i was going to say nope so he was a solo so catching up with you guys was a huge lift for him probably mentally yeah probably you know um because i've been in that situation you know where i needed a lift and found another person to run with and then all of a sudden i'm running six minute miles again you know it's like i feel like i'm gonna die and drop out and then you know i come in third or something so um so yeah, and, and and we just talked and you know ran for a while together and I I went through that internal battle like do I do we do we leave him do we stay with him like what's the deal is he gonna try to you know try to burn us and and run ahead you know and he just went through all that in my head because I I wanted this race you know I I spent seventy two miles in the lead you know and at that point you kind of like have this uh, acceptance that you're gonna win it I guess you know and like you don't want to let it go so. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, for most of the race, I did feel pretty good about winning it. Um, and then, you know, we just hit that point, I guess. And we, uh, we talked and, and there was never really any competitive nature between the two of us. Neither one of us was like, you know, sorry, dude, but I'm going to win this I'm thing. Out. Take See it easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I mean, we just kept going, kept going all the way to the finish. So for about what, 20 miles or a little more than that even, I guess? Uh, yeah, it was about 28 miles. I, I do remember specifically um, leaving an aid station and saying, don't worry, dude, it's only another marathon to go. And everyone mm-hmm. was kind of like, why did you say that? Why would you ever say that? Because <laughs> I, like, uh, I, 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 I word vomit, that's why. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> exactly. It's just what I do. <laughs> yeah. We're three-fourths of the way done. That's yeah. the positive. You know? <laughs> that's right. Um, 
So, so you did run with Chris, and that's you know that's kind of an interesting topic, and people were kind of I noticed on social media looking into it because yeah, <clears throat> we've seen it in trail running a lot, especially this year we've seen it a few times where guys are finishing together, right? You know they they run together at the end, and it kind of is interesting with the the trail running communities like you talk about. It's competitive, yeah. but sometimes it's more competitive with yourself than it is with someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So you see it a lot where people run together. Yeah. Right. The front runners, I mean, was it Hard Rock? Yeah, right? it was Hard yeah. Rock. Yeah. I mean, Killian so, and... Yeah, yeah, so I mean, there you slow. go. Yeah, right. You know, a big race like that, one of them could have won it outright, and right. instead they came across. And So how did that... You guys never talked about this, right? I mean, you just kind of ran... Not really. Yeah, we just ran. Um, and and honestly, that's how I finished my last two alters earlier in the year. You know, as I was injured and usually found myself in a dark place in those, but I'd end up running with somebody and we'd finish the race together, you know, soft flats, we came in third and fourth and it was really due to a technicality that, that I was in third, you know, we tried to do a, a jumping, you know, like <laughs> pose, pose right. across the finish line together. <laughs> and, and, your and apparently my came knee out or something yeah. <laughs> went out just before. And like, so some technicality I was in third, but, um, that's really what what appeals to me about the ultra marathons though is is it's not super competitive it's not a marathon you know you don't have people pushing off each other you know at the start and right um and there's just this weird sort of brotherhood you form with these people you run with you know especially in the middle of the night when you're both delirious and you talk about some crazy things you know yeah, you like do. um the guy who paced me evan <clears throat> um to the finish uh, we had finished a race earlier in the year together um, in Moab, the Behind the Rocks. And, um, and you know, I think we, we spent probably two hours talking about weird poop stories, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, just the most disgusting, embarrassing stories that, that okay. we could think of, you know. You and, got one you want to share? <laughs> uh, I, I probably have a lot of great ones, but, you know, we can save that for another time. <laughs> uh but yeah, you know, you just talk about these funny things, and you get to know people on this this weird sort of intimate level, I guess that, huh. that you wouldn't you wouldn't know you know, you wouldn't get like sure right with a coworker. Or we something, get we you know? get it. We so. understand. Oh yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. not poop stories. Yeah. <laughs> so like, here's this guy. He comes. He drives down from Lander, Wyoming, to pace me at this race. You know, and he's met me once. We talked for three hours, three or four hours. That's you know, right. so like you you form this sort of relationship with these people. It's really cool, and especially if you stay in touch. Um, so that's that's really what what I love about the community and what I love about the ultra marathon. So, um, it wasn't a change for me to, to run with Chris and it never, it, it never felt like weird or, you know, that, that it was going to have to come down to that, that we were going to have to sprint it out at the end or anything just to decide a winner. So, um, and I was, I was perfectly happy to share the win with them, you know, it's like, let's just finish this thing together. Yeah. So reading the accounts of it and reading your, what you wrote and then seeing what Chris even responded by. And Um, I remember I paced and I got to the finish and it was a little bit after you. Um, (laughs) but, but hearing who won, it's like, oh, they were separated by three seconds. And I'm like, oh, I would have loved to have seen them run up the road. Yeah, because you're thinking that they're sprinting, right? because there's a, I mean, if you're not familiar with the finish, you come finally off the trails and you have to go up a road. I mean, up, it's, it's, it's runnable for sure, but you've also run 90 plus miles. Yeah. And so you can run it and you come around a corner to the finish line. So I'm thinking three seconds. (laughs) Yeah. That must have been a... That'd been awesome. Some with the right. drone following that through, <laughs> and yeah. so finally reading your report on it, it, it was totally opposite of that. Yeah, right. It's a lot more exciting on paper, probably, but <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I I feel like it's probably a better story in real life, though. You know, than us actually sprinting it out. Um, so he he had sort of alluded to the fact that he was. I think he used the word poaching off me and my pacer. Um, you know, and and we never felt that way. Right. You know, but 
he sort of alluded to that and that he felt like it was my race, you know, because I was in the lead for 72 miles. And right. We were just sort of, you know, he felt like we were letting him keep up with us. And I don't know that's what it was. You know, it was back and forth in me. I'm tired, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, because this, this guy's, this guy has every right to win this thing. <laughs> right. As I do. Yeah. He you caught know? up to you. Yeah, exactly. So run the same course and yeah. everything else. So, you know, I didn't really feel the same way. I thought we should finish it together. Um, but we got to the finish line and he just slowed down and said, get it, Trevor. And, and, you know, at that point I, I couldn't really stop. I was kind of confused and was like, what? <laughs> yeah. you know? turn, turn around and hear a beep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, I crossed the line just a few seconds before he did. And then, you know, um, it was just a big mess of hugs and everyone was excited. A lot of family showed up that I wasn't expecting to be there and, awesome. and he's, his whole family was there and everyone was just stoked for us. And, you know, amid the mess, we just, you know, just found each other and hugged and told each other we loved each other. And, you know, awesome dude. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty good and emotional. And then we sat down and passed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's to me, that's awesome. Just another one of those awesome stories in a race. It's, what it's all about. It is because like you said, there's, there's communities out there, whether it's right. running or, you know, any competitive sport, um, or, or sport that that's not the case. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm going to pass you. I mean, just recently on, Social media, there's like I don't know a triathlon or something, and a brother was oh, yeah, I saw that. F- wobbling. His brother stopped to help him, and there's a guy that passed him, kind of turned around and kept oh, going. Yeah. And people are like, I can't believe the guy yeah. didn't let his brother. You know, I'm right? Like, so it's it's interesting to hear your account yeah. of it and hear everybody because when you posted your uh, your Facebook, I don't know, blog race or race report. Thank yeah. you, Joel. Um, people were st- stoked. You know, yeah. they're like, that is so cool. And I think it was on both parts, right? right. Yeah, um, because it is anybody's race to win and to see it boiled down to that to me that's just awesome it really is um you know it's a great day by both of you and it's yeah. three seconds apart you both went yeah. under you know 22 hours easily on a hard course on a hard course yeah. so I, I think at the end of the day he just really didn't want to lug back home to flagstaff that really ugly whatever <laughs> mammal it is yeah, golden that. skull uh trophy Have you so seen that? You know. no i haven't yeah it's it's i saw some pictures i'm like what is yeah, that what new is, I don't know because no, I've no, never, no. It's it's been that way for a while. I've yeah. never, okay. never won one. So yeah, it's like DI. a golden skull trophy. I think when uh, when uh, that must be a Phil Lowry thing. John or Claude handed it to me. Um, I believe they called it the ugly trophy. They were trying to find the ugly trophy. So, yeah, huh. no, so it's ugly and beautiful at the same time. But yeah. I th- I think he just didn't want it. So plug so it back. It's like yeah, it's just more. I got to put that on a plane. He's yeah. kind of pointing at you going, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to take it home and put it somewhere for people to see. That's right. <laughs> so with the, with the race itself, is there coming away from it? I mean, what was kind of your emotions you talked about at the finish and the hugging and the family there? I mean, this is a few years in the making, but mm-hmm. realistically it's a lifetime in the making when you go back yeah. to your health and your lifestyle. And now here you are, one of the, you know, premier races in the country, and you just, you won the thing in a very good time. Yeah. I mean, what kind of emotions do you, have you gone through, family and your, your life? Um, <laughs> I don't know. One of the biggest reasons that I do this is just to kind of um, prove to my kids that no matter where you are in life, you can do anything that you want to do. You know, you just, it, you just have to work for it and everything's achievable. Um, so that was pretty emotional for me. Um, my daughter was there and she's getting to the age now where she really sort of understands these things. And, right. you know, I, I trained pretty hard this summer. I, it's not like I was gone all the time, but, um, we have weird schedules now I'm working at night. So, you know, she would be over on the weekend and she'd be like, dad, really you're running again. And 
It's like, mm. I know, honey, I have to, and I, I promise it's all going to be worth it type thing. So um, for her to be there and and to see me win and to kind of be old enough now to really put those two things together, like, like oh, okay, you know, all that running actually led up to this and like and did something good so um you know that was that was a really good feeling for me um since then it's you know it's just been interesting like weird attention i get from people you right know? like stalkers like, like, message on facebook <laughs> two dudes hey. in the bus yeah. <laughs> no so i i have had a lot of um friend requests on facebook which is which <laughs> is weird, weird and right? cool you know because that's that's kind of how i you know i uh see my self-worth you know is like how many friends i have on facebook so, <laughs> so that's been great um, we'll start posting pastry, pastry pictures and they're gonna increase even more. oh my gosh yeah oh, that's that's my instagram yeah you gotta go to my instagram for oh, the, okay. the food pics so. so well you know it's interesting you say that because we've had some people in the bus sitting right where you're at and it comes back a lot of times to my kids my yeah. family you know it, showing my kids what is possible and mm-hmm. what i can do and to me that's i mean that's why i I'm not saying that's my sole purpose in doing what I do, but it's always great when you do it and you you see your kids just like shaking yeah. their head to a degree, right? You know, because it is like you mentioned, it's a sacrifice yeah. for your it family. Mm-hmm. It's a selfish sport. We've talked about that many times. It's, it's a very selfish endeavor for sure. But when you finish something like that and your family's there and you're hugging, it's everybody gets to celebrate what you accomplished, whether you yeah. win the race or whether you finish, you know. 3559 right, right? right I mean everybody gets to celebrate your achievement which in return is you saying thank you for supporting me and <laughs> right. letting me exactly letting me do this type of thing yeah so it's really cool to hear those stories because we Joel has you know a son I've got daughters you know right. obviously you have right. kids so it really hits home and I think a lot of people out there have families mm-hmm. on some level even if it's a dog right <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> they, so count. They, 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 they definitely count, count so have you had much conversation with Chris since that time? Um, no, just a little bit. I think he had been pretty inactive on social media and stuff until he realized that he was getting blown up just as much as I was. <laughs> so it was like, maybe I should, you know, get back on this thing. So, you know, we're we're Facebook friends, and hopefully we can keep in touch and stuff. So. Well, because like you said, that's a cool experience that you'll yeah, have yeah, forever, forever, totally. and, and him as well. And I love Flagstaff. Been there a few times. Um, it's a cool awesome. town. And so... I have friends in Phoenix, so next time I'm driving through, I'll definitely hit them up and right see if we can go. Well, you got a guy that can run your pace, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, I can run with this guy. <laughs> there, you can go <laughs> find Walmsley and you know. <laughs> show me some trails. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what's next for you? Yep. Have you got? Any, have you thought that far ahead? Have you got something in the back of your mind? Is there some bucket list races or runs? I mean, what's what's going on? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I definitely want to want to do a few next year. I haven't decided what. Um, changing it up would be a little fun, you know, I might, you know, hard rock's tough to get into, but you know, I like to put my name in for that. So that would be cool. Obviously. With your luck, um, you'll get in. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Who were we talking to though, just two days ago? Bar- oh, Barlow. Yeah. Tommy back half Barlow. Gets in. <laughs> to Western, Western States. I wasn't even sure what it was. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the the magic of the bus is gonna let you yeah, get right. in oh, yeah. the nice. first time. Turtle nice. got into Wasatch. Turtle got into Wasatch. I think Ty got into a race he was trying. Yeah, that fat dog. Yeah, so I mean, mm-hmm. this, there's luck in this bus. I'm That's right. right now. My name's going in the hat then. Uh, I like <laughs> it. Um, you know, I I think I want to do Wasatch again. You know, it's it's our backyard. You know, and it's right. it's a great race. It's beautiful. Um, and it's it's tough and it's fun. So, um, probably do that again as well. I'm I'm kicking around the idea. I'm in such good shape right now. I'm kicking around the idea of doing another one this year. Um, like a hundred or another hundred? Yeah. There's a Havelina or um, 
Maybe. Uh, that Rio, one's Rio de Lago. Uh, I was thinking, uh, is it Chimera? Oh, yeah. Chimera. Oh, Chimera. that's hard. It's California. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's Lake Elsinore. My my brother lived there for many years, so I'm sort of familiar with the area and right. kind of love it down there. I have a there you go. spot in my heart for that place. So I might I might try to get into that. Um, we had some friends run that that really liked it. Yeah, they did. In fact, I was just talking to Bryce Warren yesterday. He was he's supposed to be running the bear mm-hmm. and he's kind of bummed about the course change and the weather, the weather. and his heart wasn't into it. He's like, right. I, mean, I had the best summer of my life. I might go to Chimera. So, yeah. Right. Did he drop out of the bear? I don't know. I didn't look. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be a, a pretty gnarly did. one today. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so Because they, they changed that to an out and back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they just go to Tony Grove and head back to the start. And there's people right. <laughs> complaining about, well, I got a condo at Bear Lake and yeah, can't but, get yeah. out of it now. Yeah. You got to roll with the punches, <laughs> you though. Do. You, you really you, do. It just sucks. Yeah. yeah you got to roll with that last climb. That You got a nasty <laughs> last climb now. Yeah, oh, right. my gosh. You got like a 4,000-foot climb before yeah. you get the 10 miles of downhill. Yeah. You're going to be, oh. I can't wait one. for the carnage to come out of this. You got, a, you got any desire to do that race? Uh, yeah, I've wanted to. It's just um, it's so close to Wasatch that yeah. I've, you know right. I've always kind of been you know in the lottery on that one. So it's hard to to do both. Two weeks is uh, is a little rough to you know to try to do both of them competitively. Anyways, right. yeah. So. So what uh, what about your recovery like? What's that been like? Did you did you recover pretty well? I mean, you, obviously it's been a couple of weeks. You ran here, no problems. Yeah. But was your recovery <laughs> yeah. pretty good? It was pretty good. Um, you know, I'm starting to lose the toenails and stuff. That's that's about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I I was really nervous about it because I couldn't really eat much for about two days. I had no appetite whatsoever, and, and that's huh. usually a big part of my recovery. Is right. you know eating everything in sight. You know, eating a whole pizza as a snack. Mm, that um, sounds good. <laughs> But uh, I, I could barely eat for, wow. for two or three days, just no appetite whatsoever. But um, surprisingly, I've been been feeling really good. So You look good. Yeah. I mean, ran over here. Yeah. That's yeah. a good run. Yeah. Um, That's what me and Joel got to do today. <laughs> yeah. I'm point. about to head out as soon as the interview's done. Yeah. So with your recovery, being vegan, is it different? I mean, obviously it has to be a little bit different, but you find yourself getting the, when you are hungry, to get those calories, get that stuff in you to kind of help that recovery mode. Yeah, it is, is it's it's harder different. to get calories. Yeah, um, you know, usually I just will eat an entire jar of peanut butter or something <laughs> if I I need a lot of calories. But. So that's where the poop stories come from. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Maybe never never correlated the two. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's hard. But I've I've been vegan for years and years, so it's it's okay. really not that big of a challenge. So you it's know, just I, in I, your wheelhouse, and you just know yeah, how to I just deal know with what it. I need to eat. Yeah, exactly. Well, kind of, kind of back to the beginning of the show. What uh, throw us out some band names? Do you remember any of your band names? Band names, yeah. Uh, they were all pretty bad, <laughs> actually. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, well, so two of two of my favorite ones, I guess, were later on in life, and they were more just sort of jokey bands. I was in a um, a Weezer tribute band. Oh my gosh! Um, but we were we were super niche. We only did um, the Blue Album, and we played it from cover to cover. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> we play, like you were basically listening to the CD <laughs> like when you, you came and saw us live, um, and so our name was our name is Jonas because that made sense. Okay, um, and then uh, we started kind of a, a jokey sort of dance dance type band. It's called Dance Dance Dance, and our thing <laughs> our thing was that uh, you know we we never actually got to the point where we played shows, but. Um, <laughs> Had we played shows, we would have done it in full on like uh, '80s, '90s aerobic video style, oh, like spandex, leg warmer, yeah. and headbands, and 
and oh, yeah, have little awesome. choreographed dances. Oh, so. We'd love to have got a hold yeah. of some of that footage if you would have had it. <laughs> no. Oh. I think a, a friend of mine in, in Phoenix still has tapes of some of those. <laughs> <laughs> tapes were those, yeah, right? Yeah, right. what tapes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do you still play? Do you still kind of have a band type uh, thing? Or are you not really with the family not, and not space really. and everything? Yeah, I mean... Eventually, I might get back into it. You know, it's it's always been a passion of mine. But it's I think you've got plenty of time to think your next like thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you had the Weezer thing, and then yeah. you had kind of the dance thing, and you've got time to figure yeah. out what is going to be your next stick. Yeah, it could be like a Taylor Swift tribute band. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. No, just it seems like everything's been done at this point. You know, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's always still room for for something new, and you know, if, especially if it's good music, then you can have a good act to go along with it. Yeah. Pick There's up a, pick up a banjo. Yeah, that's that over somewhere. <laughs> that's overly done right now. It's big still though. Yeah, I mean I like it and all, but <laughs> come on now. <laughs> well, you know, we, we appreciate you taking the risk and taking the chance uh to join us in yeah, the bus. Absolutely. Uh, I know. That was awesome a big day. risk, man, because it was. was like straight up who are these two yeah. jokers? I tried to uh, I tried to head in with it like, hey, what's going on? This is what we do. So No, yeah. I've I've actually listened to a lot of your podcasts and I'm, right I'm a fan. So, wow. So well, we appreciate that. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Sweet. Well we appreciate that. We had some good people on the show and I think you're you're definitely right up there. It's oh, cool yeah. to get your story. Super humble. Yeah. You know, and it's it's always good to hear that story like you mentioned before about kind of your your life and how you turned it around and you, you helped a buddy out realistically mm-hmm. too and you did it together. Yeah. Um, that's always a great story. So does your dad still run? Um, he's still kind of in that wheelhouse? No. <laughs> I think he stopped running when he uh, hit his mid, mid-40s. mid You know, gotcha. he, he had some, uh, you know, a few health issues that kind of led to that. Um, it's it's funny. He thinks I'm absolutely insane. <laughs> you know, he was a, he was a marathon runner. Um and every time I've talked to him about this, he's he's just like, why would you want to run more than 26? I hated running more than six miles when I was right. a kid, you know, like, why would you do this to yourself? And then and then he realizes where I run, too. You know, he's, he's a road runner. Right. And he's like, so you run 100 miles in the mountains. <laughs> it's like. He just he just doesn't get it. Um, but he was he was super proud of oh, yeah. of all this. Of course, you know, so. oh yeah. And that was that was a cool feeling. He's he's a great guy, but he's also one of those people that has a hard time having those words come out of his mouth. The, right. the I'm proud of you thing. And so I think I may have heard that for the first time in my life. So that's awesome. that was another pretty cool emotional uh, yeah. feeling for me. So that's yeah. really cool. Well, he, if he's in Boulder, he's in one of the hotbeds. You yeah, know, for this totally. whole ultra trail running yeah. thing. So. Now he can put that on his business card when he goes around town. <laughs> Maybe get right. a, a couple extra chais for yoga classes in Boulder. <laughs> yoga classes. <laughs> right. Because they're on every corner, that's, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all you do there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Chai and yoga. That's, isn't that part of your day? You <laughs> I, carry I'm your like, mat I kind of like an idea of that right now. <laughs> you carry your Sounds mat funny. around. Yep. Sling it over your shoulder. Yep. You got to have your yoga pants on. Get your pants Whether on. Whether you're a guy or a girl, you yeah. got to have them on. That's right. So that'd be cool. He could he could he'd get a tattoo on his lower back of your time, right? So go. when he's doing yoga, <laughs> there, right? I will pitch that to him. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll go over well. Again, but. we'll have to get a GoFundMe account yeah, right. set up for this. I can see it now. Well, that's awesome. I mean, now <clears throat> it'll be good. You know, for us, because now if we see you on the trail, we're going to know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Because me and Joel have been on the trails before, and we see guys At fly, 10 fly, o'clock. fly by us. Yeah. And like, yeah. God, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, exactly. You're like, who the hell is this? We don't know who this person <laughs> yeah, is. Right? And we take pride of knowing 
Just people about every person. Just about everybody yeah, who yeah. is around here. We should at least. We do for sure. I think we we like to see people and talk to new people. We and do, and that's that's the good thing about Ogden. There's so many new people moving here, yeah. or even getting into trail running. Yeah, it's crazy how many people you'll see on the trails. Yeah, at it's, all times. Of the it's day. funny. I had seen um, pretty much nobody but lizards and rattlesnakes for the first month that I was out here. Right. Um, and then I went for a run. I, I actually got out early, which is weird for me, but I got out at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. And there oh, was yeah. just hundreds of people Exactly, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, wow, where did all these people come from? Yeah. It's great. So me and, and, you know, not great, but great. Me and Joel, we get out at five, about 5. Yeah. That's kind of our run time usually yeah. uh, to me. And we start to see people near the tail end. And that's weekdays, weekends. Yeah, it's yeah every get, single day. If you get yeah. out on the weekends, it's even 7. It's It gets crowded. Yeah, uh, yeah and it's different people, too. You get 5 a.m., yeah. you kind of have the serious, well... Okay, yeah, serious. <laughs> yeah, Joel's like, yeah, we're serious. serious. We're puffing, serious. Yeah. puffing up. And then 6 o'clock, you still have the, you know, kind of the diehards. But then 7, 8, 9, you start seeing more like the weekenders out there, which yeah. is cool to see those guys too. Well, it is. Yeah. There's different t- people that run at different times right. for, like Joel and I get up early because, you know, he has to get to work. We have kids. And you have people that take their kids to school. Then yep. they can go run. Right. And so you do you get these little windows of right. groups of people at groups yeah. of times. So yeah. it's like, okay, we're running at 9. I'm going to see so-and-so and so-and-so. Exactly. You see, like, we see Snake Lady. Yeah, all the time. All 5 a.m. 5 a.m. See she, Snake Lady every she, single day. She carries a ba- backpack. Yep. And she ha- wears a Dr. Seuss hat. Well, in the wintertime, she wears a Dr. Seuss <laughs> hat. Yeah, cat in the hat. And then yeah. she piles like well she's got like a she's got medusa a medusa she's got a medusa head that's in her backpack with these snakes that pop <laughs> up behind her <laughs> what and so the story is, is she just wears or carries that so the mountain lions won't get her because oh, she's man. always by herself always, always. by herself and she's out every day and she's booking she only hikes though but she yeah, hikes right. fast a super nice lady super nice yeah. her, but, but we call her snake lady yeah because she always has like snakes coming out of her backpack <laughs> nice. well, i'm keeping my eyes out for her but yeah. you're only gonna see her at five in the morning okay yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little early for yeah. me but, yeah. but, we'll, but we'll see headlamps <laughs> at five and like yeah. oh, i bet that's you know so such and, and such so. exactly so that's really cool so if we run at 10 yeah we run at 10 we will run are you always over there um sometimes i'm North, I, you know, I'm still exploring around here, so right. Kinda, kinda there's a lot of feel for it. There's a lot of good trails for there sure. Are, there's yeah. some really good ones. Yeah, and there's a lot of connector trails. You can kind of get now. You can get more places easier. Yeah. Um, you know, even up over Snow Basin area, Green Pond, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. that's connected. Now, you spend much time over there? I haven't yet. No. Yeah. Well, you're gonna love it. This oh, time yeah. of year is just, awesome. Just from Shoreline Trail, though, there's just so many yeah. places you can access, and I've been up to Mount Ogden a few times, and, right. and Lewis Peak and stuff. So that's a bushwhack. Through Malins, yeah, for sure. I oh. guess it, it was up uh, Buse, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buse is overgrown and nasty. Yeah, yeah up Malins is gnarly, too. Yeah. That first part's awful coming out of the basin. Yeah. It wasn't, it was sort of hard to follow, was yeah, the worst what thing. Yeah, talking about. Um, and then, and then the you're creek like bed. boulder hopping up yeah. to the top, which is was intense, but fun. Um, and I saw a couple of moose there, too, which... That's yeah, always not good. happy moose either. Uh, no, no. Yeah. that's always scary. Gr- grouchy moose are never good, <laughs> especially when you're by yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Joel just slap high fives and take off in different directions. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, good luck. Good. See you later, maybe yeah. in the car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Text me. Yeah. <laughs> Give me an emoji. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of again, congratulations at Wasatch. Thank I mean, you. we're again, we've been here long enough to Wasatch is our back back you know home mm-hmm. course type yeah. thing and we always we appreciate that. good performances yeah because we know we know that course pretty yeah. well so yeah congratulations on that and everything you've done welcome to Thanks. ogden yeah Thank super you. awesome to have guys you know like you in town for sure that do it for the right reasons and yep. appreciate it um kind of move here for that. It's just that's just really cool too yeah. so mm-hmm. 
So good luck with that. And, uh, yeah, we probably wouldn't mind getting you back on the show when you, you conquer Hard Rock and oh, yeah. you know, all, all these other things. <laughs> so. All right. And if you ever see us on the trail, just don't go. Just say, yeah, hey, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that guy. <laughs> awesome. All right, Trevor, thanks for joining us. Uh, what a great morning. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. We sure want to thank Trevor for joining us today here in Studio 78. And again, congratulations on his win at the Wasatch 100. What an awesome dude. You're definitely going to see more from him doing it for all the right reasons. Again, great job, Trevor. And thank you for joining us. We want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. It's still not too late to get your Trail Manners of the gear there on our store page. Or you can hit us up on the contact page and let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on our show. So until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs> <laughs>